welcome to episode 57 of the BCF ORG podcast, The Business of Business. I'm Brian Fisher. In the previous episode, 56, our guest was Danielle Mulvey discussing five-star employees. This podcast series focuses on the various subjects and topics to help you run a successful, profitable business. They're approximately 10 to 15 minutes long, so you can listen while commuting. Hopefully, you'll find one or two takeaways to implement per episode. Today's episode covers financial and personal fulfillment. Our guest is Bessie Graham, who's based out of Melbourne, Australia. Bessie Graham is an award-winning entrepreneur with over 20 years' experience working with business owners, governments, and large funding bodies to bring doing good and making money back together. From the grassroots of sitting in the dirt, working with business owners in the Pacific Islands, to the United Nations headquarters in Geneva, Bessie has seen it all and brings an unparalleled perspective on what makes change happen. Working with business owners and leaders who know they haven't even scratched the surface of what they will achieve, despite the world calling them successful. Bessie unlocks freedom and fulfillment by aligning how they can use their time, talent, and treasure. Let's welcome Bessie Graham. Bessie, welcome to the BCF ORG podcast, The Business of Business. Thank you so much. It's lovely to be here. Well, thank you for joining us. Bessie, I'm always interested in people's stories. What's your background in becoming the co-founder of Benefit Capital and the Difference Incubator to partner with innovative organizations to navigate the unknown? Well, it's an interesting thing because if we kind of go right back, for me, the genesis of this was that I grew up in a family where there was a really strong sense of both work ethic and also social justice. So I was kind of this kid who didn't fit neatly in any one box. I I was driven and ambitious and worked hard, but I had this sense of the issues that were in the world and what was our part and our responsibility in contributing to solving those challenges. And so it was really for me this aspect of I've I've always been a little bit like a three-year-old, I suppose, doing the why. Like why does it have to be that way? What if we did it a different way? Asking all the the kind of questions and challenging what I saw in the world because I had a different sense of what it could be if we put our effort into addressing these challenges and things that we found in the world. So that was sort of the, the upbringing, if you like, that planted some seeds and curiosity in me, which then over time played out into the work and the different businesses that I've built. So it was really from an academic point of view, I went on to study politics, international relations, counterterrorism, a whole bunch of things focused around leadership because what I knew from a young age was those that are running organisations or countries, those that are making decisions and setting up the vision of what it is we're all working towards have a really important role to play. And so I wanted to understand that space. But it then over time in terms of my career, this real passion for me was a belief that business has such an important role to play in society. And so trying to find that mix of how do we use business to address really big social or environmental challenges, but do that in a way that's also tapping into the incredible strengths of government and philanthropic funders and the charitable sector. So trying to merge those worlds was the real 
journey or what I was seeking when I then founded the Difference Incubator and, and Benefit Capital to start to bring together and demonstrate for people really that idea that you can do good and make money in the same business. So that's sort of the common theme, if you like, across my work. Following up on that, why do so many business owners still feel unfulfilled, even though they're running a successful, profitable business? Yeah, it's such a, a common thing. And, and I've worked with hundreds of business owners and entrepreneurs over the years. And I would say that really that stems from this aspect of as we are driven and, and really working towards being successful or winning, you know, whatever that idea is in our minds, we tend to lose touch with or um, lose listening to our own voice and understanding ourselves. Because when you think about something like fulfillment, so, you know, you were talking about that idea of why are they still unfulfilled to the outside world, we might look successful and have ticked all those boxes, but we're not feeling that fulfillment. And I think there's this aspect of, you know, the old saying, a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. We tend to latch on to different ideas. Like we've heard the saying that if you're not growing, you're dying. Or the idea of bigger is better. We take on these kind of things we hear or what we see other people doing and the position and power and what that looks like in other people's lives. And we don't stop to question, what do I want? Who am I? What would be fulfilling for me? So it's this taking on board of what the world or others tell us success is. And then we tend to just build our business in that way where we're saying, oh, I've reached six figures. Obviously, the next goal for my business is I need to reach seven figures. And I reach seven and I need to reach eight. So we don't stop to question, to be that three-year-old I talked about before of going, well, why do we have to do it that way? Or why is that successful? So I think that piece of the taking on board without questioning what success actually is, is at the heart of that dissatisfaction that's in so many business owners. We're speaking with Bessie Graham, entrepreneur and podcast host of Both And with Bessie Graham. Bessie, how can business owners connect their growth strategy to contributing to issues they care about? So in my mind, it's a really important aspect to do that connection of, okay, I, I have a growth strategy for my business, but I also care about certain things and want to contribute in the world in, to those causes or, or issues that I care about. And the reason why that's important is that if we simply have an approach that says, I run my business over here and make as much money as I can. And then I give a donation or when I sell the business or retire or have enough money, I will then do good in the world. That actually feeds into some of the pieces we spoke about before about ending up feeling unfulfilled or feeling a bit lost or getting burnt out because you're working so hard. And so the need to try to find ways to weave these things together and have a common thread between your strategy and the growth of your business, but what you care about is actually a beautiful way to start to live a more fulfilled life and have that sense of meaning and purpose to what you do. And so the aspect of knowing yourself, the way I like to think about it, if we go back to that idea that there's the old saying, if you're not growing, you're dying. 
Now, as business owners, we can fall into that trap of thinking, okay, so I need a growth strategy. It's growth strategy. How are we going to get to the next level of revenue generation? What does that look like for us? The way I like to get business owners and executives to think about it is to say, really what we need to create is that for us to feel that sense of fulfillment and and freedom, we need to be grounded in something first. And for me, that piece of what you're grounded in is your values. So how do we get really clear on your values, who you are, how you make decisions, what's important to you? But then the growth piece is about having clarity on what it is you're moving towards. So we know who you are, and then we have a vision of what we're trying to move towards. And when we have clarity on that piece, the aspect that taps into your question of how do we now connect those ideas of our business growth strategy and what we actually care about in the world is that between the spaces of your values and your vision, this beautiful generative space opens up that has both a personal aspect and a professional aspect. So personally, when you know those things, what opens up in the middle is a life where you can experience freedom and fulfillment. But professionally and connected to the idea of a growth strategy for the business, what happens is you actually create a powerfully aligned strategy because you're now able to say, okay, the skills I have that are being put to work in this business that I have built or that I'm running need to also be connected to what it is I care about and what I want to be contributing to in my life. And so you can now, through that aspect of knowing yourself and what you want, you can weave those worlds back together that were previously disconnected. And so that clarity and focus now opens up the doors for that weaving together. And and that to me adds to the sustainability of keeping us energized and motivated as business owners. Building on that, what is the three T's method of time, talent, and treasure? Yeah. So so as I said, the, the piece with your business and your work, when we own an organization, we're running an organization so much of our time, talent and treasure are being poured into and invested into the business. It's quite often very all-consuming. And so the, the way that I get people who are in that position to think about their time, talent and treasure is to look at it as a lens. And really it's that helpful way to broaden out how you think about the use and your ways to contribute. So it's about saying, I can't limit myself to just thinking, how am I using my money? Or how am I, you know, what am I doing at work? I'm trying to bring those things back together. So when we just walked through that aspect of what are you grounded in and what are you moving towards in terms of your values and your vision, once you have clarity on that, you can then draw out that strategic thread that weaves all of these pieces together of of who you are and what you're trying to contribute to in the world. And when you've articulated that strategy, now the three T's method comes in because it allows you to sit back and say, okay, how do I now think about how I can be more impactful if I use my time differently? How would I put my talent to work in that strategy? And how would I use my treasure? And by treasure, I'm wanting you to think about, yes, your investment money as an organization or as an individual, but also your 
money that you give away. So the treasure piece is money in general. And we need to then think about each of those places and see how our use of time, talent and treasure could help us be more impactful. So in my own life, what I've found is that I have this passion to plant seeds and help awaken the possibility for people that you can do good and make money and that business is an agent for change. And so I very consciously put my time into doing things like being on different boards or being on granting bodies for the government of allocating different funds to businesses and to growing the types of environments where business can flourish and contribute to society. I use my time very intentionally in that way, focused on things that are using business to contribute in the world. In terms of my talent, I work with business owners right from the grassroots of I work across the Pacific Islands and will go and sit in countries like Papua New Guinea or Samoa and sit with farmers and work with them and think about how their business could actually be more impactful in the world. So I'm deeply connecting my talent around business and doing good with what I do in the world in terms of my time and my talent. And with my treasure, that desire to see business as an agent for change, both in a granting sense I will fund different projects that are using business to actually improve the quality of life or the access to work for women in different countries. And from my investments, I am constantly investing in everything from angel investments into startup businesses through to really establish businesses and helping them grow and scale in the world. So that use of the lens to say, okay, I know what I care about, I know what I'm wanting to contribute to, and now I'm making sure that there is that common thread between them, the three T's method helps just add that extra layer in. And the way that I like to think about it, again, I do think individually about time, talent, and treasure, but I'm not sure if you read the book around atomic habits is, is what it was called. And one of the ideas in that book is habit stacking. And I've always had a similar approach with the time, talent, and treasure in that it's actually even more powerful if you can start to stack those on top of each other and leverage off each other. So if I'm using my time around a particular project, how do I make sure that it's also in a way where it's tapping into my talent? So you could volunteer for an organization and simply be putting letters in envelopes, which isn't using my talent. Anyone could do that. Or you could volunteer for an organization and actually be using your talent to help their executive think differently about their strategy. Now that's using my time and talent together. So that stacking of the time, talent, and treasure actually helps you leverage and be more impactful. And so that's why I think for business owners, it's a really important framework to think about. But again, sequence is important. So you need clarity first up on yourself and what you're actually wanting to be part of in the world, have the common thread of your strategy, and then use that lens to be more impactful. We're speaking with Bessie Graham entrepreneur and podcast host of Both And with Bessie Graham. Bessie, is there anything I haven't asked that you'd like to add? I think probably the only thing that I would add is that as people go on this journey, that they really be kind to themselves. So I think it, it's difficult when we've been these high achievers, performance-driven, you know, working hard, building these businesses 
to take that time to actually look inside and and work out and come to this place of clarity and then map out how we're going to get to our vision can be a difficult exercise. So I think people being kind to themselves in that reflection and seeing it as something that over time they're working towards. So you don't have to identify these things and then achieve it all in one hit. It will be a slow burn and it will really be the work of a lifetime. So that aspect of being kind to yourself and then figuring out the clarity on your values, clarity on your vision, and then be patient to be looking for, I always use the phrase, Identify if you're trending in the direction of your vision. So you don't have to achieve it immediately. Everything doesn't have to be perfect, but you want to see that you're trending in that direction. That would be my encouragement to people. How can people get in contact with you, Bessie? So if they want to sit and explore these ideas more, I have a podcast called Both And with Bessie Graham, so they can listen to that. And alternatively, if people are wanting to explore this work more and figure out what does that freedom and fulfillment look like for them as a business owner or executive, they could get in touch with me through my website, bessiegraham.com. Just reach out and ask for some more information. I do quarterly retreats with small groups of leaders to help them really explore and think about this this type of work. Because again, I don't want people to feel alone in that journey. There are plenty of other leaders going on this journey and and working out what this looks like for them. So the podcast or my website would be the best places. Bessie, thank you very much for joining us today on the BCFORG podcast, The Business of Business. My pleasure. Thank you so much. My sincere thanks to Bessie Graham for being our guest. Managing the performance of your company is one of the most important things you do as a leader. This podcast is on over 20 directories. Subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast. In search, type BCF-ORG. Be sure to leave a space between BCF and ORG. Feel free to share this podcast with people who you think may benefit. A strong rating of these podcasts would be appreciated. If you would like to reach out to me with any questions, comments, ideas, or potentially be a guest like Bessie, please go to bcforg.com. There's a red Contact Us button in the middle of the homepage. A LinkedIn symbol is on the upper right. Click on that if you'd like to see my profile. All the podcasts are available by clicking on the website podcast page in the reference bar. These podcasts will be released the first and third Tuesday each month. In the next episode, 58, our guest will be Miriam Miyama, Managing Partner with Evolution, discussing leadership. In business, running a successful, profitable business is the ultimate scorecard. You are never done and can always be better. It tends to be more fun than work, frustrating at times, but can be very rewarding. From BCF ORG Corp., I'm Brian Fisher, wishing you the best. Thanks.